It's Driving Change from ATI. I'm Jeff Berman. Are you having a hard time finding qualified staff? Do you find yourself wondering why the people applying are mostly the bottom of the barrel or not the right fit at all? Where did all the good people go? Today on the program, my friend Leon Anderson tells us how he faced this challenge head on and what he did to overcome it. This podcast was created to improve our members' experience and further assist with their growth. My hope is that you'll find the stories you hear from fellow shop owners relatable to where you are, where you were, or where you want to be, ultimately inspiring you to take that next necessary step. You'll be hearing how others fought the same fight and what they did to get through it and come out better on the other side. Tune in each week for another inspiring story to drive change in your shop. I'm here today with Leon Anderson from Integrity Auto Care in South Beloit, Illinois. If you know where it is, it's up north near Wisconsin. In 1986, Leon entered the Marines. Uh, these, this was during his college years, and stayed there until 1992. And when he left the Marines, he started working for a radiator shop, and that's where he really learned to be a mechanic. He stayed there till 1994, when he went to work for a Ford dealership near him, and quickly moved up the ranks and became the service manager. And uh, the Ford dealer at the time had told him that he is the fastest moving through the ranks individual they'd ever seen. And through that time with Ford, as he moved in through the early 2000s, those of you that remember, Ford had had a lot of development stores, and they were closing during that time. And that's when Leon saw the opportunity to open up his own business. So in 2008, he opened his shop. Um, Leon's going to tell a story today, and what you're going to hear is some real tragedy that is very, very difficult to listen to, but it defined him. It helped change the way he looked at things. It helped change how he run his business and ultimately impacted who he hired and the culture in his company. So with that said, I want to welcome Leon to the program. How are you, Leon? Thank you, Jeff. I'm doing well. Good. So tell us a little bit about your story. So my story really starts in 2008. In the beginning of 2008, we started our our shop, Integrity Auto Care. Then, of course, the crash hit. So the Great Recession, they call it. We instantly are trying to find work. You know, it's, it's really gotten slow, and it's not a great way to start a business, which we were still doing really good. We we're, we're um, doing a lot better than the competition in the area, especially since we're new. We're getting, getting pretty good uh, referrals from customers, and we're taking in new business all the time. Did you build this business? Was it a, a, a you know, bricks and mortar? Did you build it from um, the ground up? We didn't build a building. We went into, it was an old warehouse, and we turned the warehouse into a really respectable place. It's got hardwood floors and we got leather furniture, a lot of customer area. The customer area is totally separate from the uh, from the shop. In the shop, we got six six hoists and uh, 11 stalls. So wow. it's a pretty good size shop. Very beautiful to this day. It's nine years old and it's still really beautiful. We get people stop in all the time and poke their head in and think it's a doctor's office, but it's really not. So 
we were one of the first in the uh, industry, I think, probably because we got it kind of the idea from dealerships at that time. Nobody was going after the female market, and we really pushed to go after the female mar- female market. So we we really um, tailored our advertising, our brand, and our message to female market and baby boomers, since that's pretty pretty much where um, the money is, and the baby boomers and the women is a untapped market. So 2008, even though the recession was was hitting us. Um, we still were doing pretty well. Then, of course, I, uh, I uh, fell into a divorce, which if anyone's went through a divorce, it kind of throws you way off and uh, affected business, of course. It, it kind of uh, throws the person going through it through a loop. Um, if that wasn't bad enough, in uh, 2011, I lost a child. I, I had four children, and I lost a child to suicide, which um, is nothing anybody ever wants to go through there's no words for it you can't um you can't describe how you feel there there was a lot of guilt i felt terrible guilt and not only that but he worked at the shop for a long time and and he was um he was off at the time but um still he had great weight in the shop and and the um all the employees there respected him a lot so it was not only a hit to me but it was a hit to the whole shop so business really suffered and i took loans to try and keep things going and we were starting to get things turning around i was taking some classes trying to get back into it and uh, i got hit with a second child loss and uh, didn't see it coming it was it was honestly the um, worst feeling i've ever ever felt anyone can ever imagine Um, you know there's so much self self guilt and and self doubt and um of course my business was even struck even harder um even though we were doing so many things right now everybody's in this depression mode and and uh things just weren't getting done right and I'm back to taking loans out to keep you know things going I was almost to the end and and uh I actually went to um a business meeting with ATI and they kind of talked me into it, and that's where my story really starts is, is like the phoenix coming up out of that fire and changing everything and every way I do business so that I can do it proper and uh, follow those models. You know, Leon, I'm a father. I have four children myself. My oldest is 18. My youngest, who are twins, are 12, and I... I, I I don't know how I would have gotten past something like this. It, 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 it's just, you know, anybody out there that's a parent that's listening, I'm sure is at least weepy right now, and we feel so bad for you. I'm so sorry to hear this. People say I'm strong, but really, um, it's those people that depend on me that kept me going. I know, and I, I can see how emotional you are right now. Yeah, and you know. In the short time I've known you, the kind of person you are and, and the business that you currently run, I can't wait for this to turn a little bit happier because I know we're getting there in a minute. <laughs> but it's just incredible how you've come out of that. I, 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 don't, I can't even imagine what you've been through. Just an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. I Thank that you. That wasn't easy. So let's, let's turn to a happier note. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so where do we go from here? So 
One of the great things that um, I've recently talked to you about is the way we're doing processes now. So we've always been in this mode where we're trying to find the next best tech and the B techs and the A techs and you got to have good techs to do this and you got to have good techs to do this and and they always got to be this and you're always in fear of losing that tech. Well, recently um, my coach put me on to the E-Myth. Actually, it was the coach and uh, my buddy Shane who owns a shop up in northern Wisconsin and he's in my Dealer 20 group. He said, you got to read this book. So finally I read the book and it was revolutionary to me um, how they talked about McDonald's making this model where they could take, they don't make a great hamburger, but they make a lot of hamburgers and they make a lot of money by taking a great process and sticking seven, eight dollar an hour people in that process and making it work the same every time. So we really worked on our processes. We developed inspection sheets um, with, with our bolt-on where the tech that does it has to go through every step of that inspection sheet as part of say he does an oil change he has to do that same inspection as part of the oil change every time so we have that process so he does it the same every time so <clears throat> it ran into this thing where it boiled up and and i actually lost two b techs out of three techs in one month and well, I, it just keeps happening to you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I put ads in Craigslist, and I actually I put ads in Indeed first. I didn't have anything. I put ads in Craigslist, and all I wanted was someone that would, you know, have the head, the heart, and the hand, and be able to come in and learn. And, I, and I'm telling them on Craigslist, you know, I'll train you. I just want good people. So out of that ad on Craigslist, I received probably like 30 apps, they came in and I picked out four that were just super, super uh, kids. And I say kids because they were, and, and they basically had no experience whatsoever. I think one of them worked in a salvage yard for a couple weeks, but before that he didn't have anything. And one of them did a few cars out of his garage. And, you know, it was just that way. I mean, they did stuff at home, but they didn't really have any real experience. So I brought them all on and I set it up with my shop foreman to where we do training once a week, every every week, without without fail. And it might be something as simple as training on having the uh, snap-on guy come in and give um, training on how to use the alignment machine. Because obviously they hadn't done an alignment machine alignment. They hadn't done oil changes really. You know, they might have done one on their own vehicle, but they really haven't done oil changes. So we basically had to train these guys from ground up, but. It was within within a week. These kids were like doing great. They're going through the inspection. You know, my shop foreman's teaching them what to look for. We had like I think we had three classes on inspections just to make sure that we got our inspections down because <clears throat> the inspection really is the lifeblood of of our shop. Now that you know, we've kind of gotten away from fixing cars so much is what I think uh, someone at AT. ATI told me what's wrong with my shop is that you fix cars. Mm -hmm. So now we're basically, um, we're still fixing cars, but that's not the majority of what we do. The majority of what we do is we look at cars for customers and we tell them the future of that car. We tell them, hey, you're gonna need this right now, you're gonna need this, 
you know, in a few months, and you're going to need this down the road. And we set them up, and they can budget for it. We can we can set them up with financing. We set them up with everything. But it's really, and, and our customers love it because they get it and they know, you know, hey, I'm not going to spend five thousand dollars on this car and next week. Need another five thousand. We tell the customer, hey, this car is not worth service or saving. Or we tell them, hey, this is a great car. You know, it's got a good battery. It's got this good, this good, this good. But these few things need repair. And we set them up for that. And it seems to work out really well. Leanna, I got to ask you a couple things because there's so many good nuggets you just threw out there. And I want to make sure that the audience listening captures this. Sure. Not to sidetrack you, but um, you mentioned you brought in inexperienced people who needed a lot of training. And you said you interviewed for head, heart, and hands. So if you don't mind, if we could just take a moment and just kind of walk us through that. Because a lot of technicians, or a lot of people listening, the, the, the uh, shop owners listening today, either have tried that and are shaking their head right now going, well, that's not going to work, or that didn't work for me. Or they're hearing it, maybe intrigued a little bit, but not really sure how that's going to work, right? So. Can you kind of walk us through that a little bit, what that was like, what you were really looking for, what the head, heart, hands really means? Kind of walk us through that. Sure. In the past, I've always wanted to hire people for attitude and for um, loyalty. And I always ask those questions, but quite often you can't find anyone that you want in that uh, with those qualities because you're looking for someone that can fix cars. Well, I kind of got away from that on this, and I really looked for those qualities and didn't really care if they could fix cars because I can train them to fix cars. So if I can train them to fix cars, then really what I have is once a couple weeks go by and maybe even a couple years go by, I'm going to have a great technician on my hands because they got great attitude. And that's really what I'm looking for is the attitude. Um, I I got a funny story. One of the guys um, was in a similar situation as me, and he had had some personal tragedy in his life. He moved to the area because he was trying to find family, and he was looking at being homeless. So he's got three kids, he's got a wife, and he's out there, and he's got the most heart of anyone you've ever seen. And that that's what was so great about it is it gave me the freedom to hire who I wanted and who I liked, not who had the best resume. Mm-hmm. So it really worked out well for us. And at, at the beginning, I thought, oh, man, I, is this going to work? You know, I really – but I had to trust. I had to trust in what ATI has taught me and what I've, I've read in the processes of, of the E-Myth. And I, I really fell in love with the E-Myth book because of those processes. It makes it so that anybody can do that job. And so now we have processes, say the, a car comes in with a charging system problem. So we built an inspection through our, uh, through our bolt-on to where they have to check everything and they can't go on until, say they put the uh, cold cranking apps of the battery in. They can't go on until they put the voltage in. Till they did a voltage drop of the of the cables, till um, they they did a um, amperage test on the alternator and a waveform pattern on the alternator. Though, without those things, I don't even let them go to the pinpoint test because I try to get that to where it's fast and repetitious, so they know how to do that every time, and it's part of that process. You know, in a previous podcast, on the third podcast, when I was talking with Dave Herb, 
he was talking about processes as well. And we made a reference to the E-Myth then. And what I'd said was that the E-Myth teaches us that if you have an, a, a good process in your business, if your business is process-driven, you can take ordinary people and get extraordinary results. And you're living proof that that's true. What you're sharing with us is that you have taken ordinary people who have a heart, who, you know, hey, they're smart, they got good hands, they're not all thumbs, and you've figured out that the one thing you can teach is the car stuff. You can't teach me to be a good person, you can't teach me to be smart, and you certainly can't teach me to not be clumsy. So if, if I hire someone with those things, but they don't know cars, the, the question I would have for you is, because this all sounds wonderful, but what, what level of loyalty would you say comes from a, a, a person like this? And phase two is what, not just loyalty, but compared to someone you hired that maybe had experience, what do you see difference in habits? The habits are great. And I can't say for the loyalty until it's been long term, but from the early signs is these kids are really going to be loyal to the business because of the fact that I'm giving them a full education. It's not like I've gotten kids out of school and it's worthless. I mean, you might as well not even send them to school because all they do is develop this theory that they think they ought to make $70,000 a year the first, first year, year out. out. They're, they're mechanics, right? Yeah, and these kids, yeah. these kids here that I hired are willing to work basically for nothing and work their tails off so that they can impress me to stay on that program and learn and go the extra You've mile. Change their life. Yes. That's I've, gotta create loyalty. It's it's great. And and I really love it because not only have I changed their lives, but think about from the business aspect, I've taken to where you have a process. Now if I have a problem with one of those technicians and, and I hired four technicians and I've kept two. So I had problems with two. One of them didn't work out right away, and then the other one I gave a few chances to. I really liked the kid, but it ended up being that he couldn't make it in on time, and I, I can't deal with that. I, you know, um, I have to make sure that everybody follows every rule. Otherwise, you have chaos. And because it was so easy to replace them, now I'm, I'm going to get another one and replace them. So it's not like... I'm taking a rocket scientist out of the equation and now nobody knows how to build rockets. It's I'm taking a young man out of an equation that decided he he kind of put himself out of it. So now I can put someone else in that same position and we should have the same So in an environment equation. where it's very difficult to find these types of technicians, you're able to bring any reasonable person who has some of the qualities you're looking for, the head hard hands. And because your process is so strong, you can plug and play anytime. So if you did make a poor hire, which it sounds like you maybe had a couple of those, it's real easy to find another one to stick in and go again. Exactly. And I always say you never know what you're hiring until you get them because people lie on the resumes. They, you know, they you do know a what, personally though, you've tell. You've gotten better at interviewing through that process too yes, as well, haven't you? Yes, I have. You learn from some of those mistakes and you're making better hires. Is that fair to say? Exactly, yes. I learned to look for personality types. You know, I know if they're an image person that they're going to be telling stories because that's one of the things image people do. I know if 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 they're a um, 
owl, you know, that they're going to be studious and they're not going to be quite as fast, but they're going to know that you, you know they're going to do quality work and they're real steady and stable, you know, and, and maybe social people. So you pick up on those cues and you find out mm -hmm. what you need. And the really great thing is, like I said, when you hire someone that has lower ability that you're training, you don't have to have all those pre-qualifications. So when I mentioned habits before, I'm wondering – be a little bit more specific. I think I was vague with that question. Um, you know, when you hire someone with experience, they also have habits. And Bad. usually experience doesn't mean good <laughs> no. habits, right? Yes. So depending on the level of their, let's just say, what they believe they know and they're good at, uh, could change the environment that they come into in your shop because their habits may not be, you know, conducive to your culture. So when you bring somebody in who has none of those habits... Is it fair to say that there is less of a challenge there that, you know, I'm not saying, well, we never did it this way, and, and it doesn't make it easier to, to move forward? It's much easier. There's no habits. Um, only habits they have are habits you let them have. So it's kind of funny because if you say, well, we don't do that here, you know, they're, oh, okay. You know, it's not like they're going to fight you and say, well, at, the, my, at my last dealership or at my last repair facility, we did this. There's none of that. It's just, hey, do it this way, mm -hmm. and we can train them the right way, which is a, the best thing in the world because we have a great lead technician that loves to do things the right way, and he's very process-oriented. So the process works really well for him because he can go right along and train as as the process says. You know, and so we buy we buy training modules, and they train every every wednesday night now so even if i'm not there the training goes on there's no every doubt. wednesday no matter every what. wednesday yes see you know what i'm picking up on you leon that really impresses me is that when you see something in your business that you want to change or do you know like the lateness became an issue or training is important there is nothing that's going to stop you from doing that you're you're relentless in the pursuit of making sure that this happens and everybody does it the same way which is why some of those people that maybe weren't quite right, but maybe weren't bad people, they just didn't quite buy into that culture, that environment, they slipped away and others came in. And as that happened, I'm, I'm speculating here, I don't know, but tell me if I'm wrong, that as that happened, it strengthened that culture. And the people that are already there are not only appreciative of the fact that you're relentless in those things and you're not letting, you know, let's say less than par people stay. In a previous podcast, we talked about a 70% of a person. And when you recognize 70%, you let them go because you're always looking for something right. as good as you can possibly get. That has to feel good to the people that are still in the store. It's, uh, it's actually done a 180% 180 degree change on our, on our culture. It's totally, totally turned around. My ATEC, who I thought we had problems with, has actually turned around, and, and we really don't have the problems with him. We've kind of switched his position to where he's more of a training position now. And he's still, still pumping out the hours, but he's doing a lot more training. He's uh, really become more shop-oriented, I think, losing those two because they had bad attitudes all the time. And so I think that brings the tone level down in the shop. So having the, the new guys that are happy and they want to come there, they come into my office all the time and say, thank you very, 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 very much. I so appreciate this. That means so much. Mm -hmm. it, it's just wonderful to have people come in and thanking you for the job.
What would you say about how all this, when you when you look at the difference between the, the model you have now versus the maybe the original model or where you've worked in other places, what what's different about how it makes you feel? What is it doing for you? It makes me smile. Um, really does. It's here's here's a couple of things it does. It changed the whole culture in the shop so that the culture is much happier. They're much um, much more pleased with everything that's going on. The shop has become much more profitable. Not only has it become more profitable, but the actual sales have increased by quite a bit. So the first month we hired the new guys, we actually had a record month. The month following that, we had another record month. Wow. So we haven't finished February yet, but it's looking really good. So um, it could be another record. That's incredible. We're, we're doing really well incredible. with it. I just want to come down and see the place. Never been to Illinois. But. Yeah, come on out. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot to awesome. see, but it's a fun town. <laughs> you know, I, we we did a little. You did a little shop tour, if I'm not mistaken, yes. last night on a meeting that your coach had for for all your clients. All her clients. Two weeks ago, yes. I thought it was last week. No. Um, the one last night was. Uh, oh, was someone else's yes. shop. Oh, so I did. They got this, a beautiful. That that was the one in Washington. Yeah, I, it, either way, I mean, it yeah. was a beautiful shop, Insane. too. Insane, And, I, you know, I, I really wish I had seen it, uh, but from what I've heard, you got one incredible shop. We got some pictures at integrity-auto.com. You can check it out. Oh, that was nice of you to add <laughs> that in there for everybody. Good. <laughs> so, um, Leon, I, I got to ask you, you know, as a shop owner listening to this, you know, they might be shaking their head, non-believers, and, you know, how could this be? You know, you, you need to hire techs with experience. And, you know, what would you say to somebody like that? I'd say that you could never find a person that's more stubborn than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of Missouri in me. and uh, <laughs> But yet I took a leap of faith and I did it and it really worked out well. So I'm really happy with it. It's, it's been great. You know, I just want to reiterate something we said earlier. You know, the one thing we know is cars. Yes. And we can't teach people to be good people. We have to hire the right people. And you have to change the way we interview. We have to stop interviewing for skills, which you clearly did. And we have to get comfortable with the uncomfortableness that comes with that. So I, I, I couldn't be more proud to sit here and talk with you today. Thank you. And, and I hope that everyone listening um, got at least something out of this. I know I did. So, Leon, thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, everyone, sharpen your pencils. It's time for reflection. My biggest takeaway today was simply one word, innovation. Leon went way outside of his comfort zone and said, if I'm going to find the staff I want, I have to look for something different. Finding skilled people is not working anymore. There must be a better way. So he started looking for head, heart, and hands. Not skills. Smart, dedicated, capable people. This opened up so many opportunities for him. As he said, skills is the one thing I can teach. All of a sudden there were tons of prospects available that would fit into his world. All he must do now is train them. He started to look for attitude 
over aptitude. This became the precipice for a fundamental shift in his company's culture. All of a sudden, training became a top priority and a must to ensure the success of these great people that were unskilled workers. He had read the E-Myth Revisited. This became a crucial, invaluable tool as he proceeded through this journey. This book taught him the value of training and process and how if we hire people that have the head, heart, and hands we're looking for, we can make them extraordinary as we move them through our very detailed and structured training process. No more fighting with staff because they have backward belief system. No more bad habits coming into the business. You're forming the right habits because the staff you're now hiring has no opinion at all and nothing to compare it to. Training happened once a week, every week, without fail. And if the training was not going well, it was quickly discovered and easy to bring on another and start again. This only happened because Leon was clear to his purpose, relentless in his pursuit of that purpose, and he never let being uncomfortable stop him from moving forward. I wonder how many of you can say the same. No matter what your situation, there's always another way. It was Thomas Edison that said, if you think you've exhausted all possibilities, think again. You haven't. I challenge each and every one of you listening to look at your situation and ask yourself this, do I really believe there's nothing I can do? Or am I just not willing to challenge myself to get outside of that comfortable place and make it happen? You have been listening to Driving Change from ATI. If you liked what you've heard today and feel you have something compelling to share with your fellow shop owners, we're waiting to hear from you. You can contact me, Jeff Berman, by emailing podcast at autotraining.net. Let me know what it is you can't wait to share and how I can reach you. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you're notified when the next podcast is available. If you're unfamiliar with ATI and you want to learn more, you can check us out online at autotraining.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.